0: Welcome in to another edition of the WISSPORTS.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to have a a special guest, a head coach for one of the most successful girls basketball teams in the state this season, perhaps one of the more surprising teams a little bit as well. Argyle Pecatonica coach Jen Wellness will join us, uh, whose girls team is off to a 17-1 start after... Uh, a new co-op this year with Argyle Pecatonica. Last year, Argyle went two and 23. So uh, a new co-op, some new faces coming in as coach wellness will, will allude to, and they're looking very good so far this season. Uh, Coach wellness, a former player, standout player at Blackhawk high school, one of the better girls basketball players. uh, I had a chance to cover uh, over the years at WSN, went on to a great career at UW green Bay as well. So Uh, She is back in the coaching world uh, at the high school level and, again, has her team off to a great start there at uh, argyle Pacatonica. Well, let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting Team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Well, we'll get to our interview with Coach Wallace in just a moment, but just want to remind everybody uh, with what's going on on, uh, on Wisports.net this week. And in the coming weeks, as we are getting down to the nitty gritty, down to the uh, end of the winter sports regular seasons, the girls basketball season, just a few weeks left here. Um, some teams have, have already played 18, 19 games, which means that they've only got a few left on the schedule. We'll be talking about playoff previews and playoff information pretty soon. The seeding meetings will take place pretty soon. So you're going to want to make sure that you check out WISports.net on a daily basis for all the information that you're looking for. On WSN this week, uh, Mark Miller and Norbert Durst have put out the semifinalist list for the WSN Senior Basketball Awards. Top uh, uh, semifinalist for shooter, defensive player, point guard wing, post, You can check those out on WSN. New coaches polls are out this week. There's a couple new number ones uh, in the rankings between boys and girls basketball. Uh, We will have updated, well, I guess not updated, but our our first uh, version of the class of 2025 football player rankings will uh, be released here in the next few weeks. I'll start working on that very soon. So a lot going on again, a busy time of the year coming down to the home stretch of the basketball season. So make sure you're checking out Wisports.net on a daily basis. There are some huge, huge matchups coming up uh, this week. Over the next couple weeks, as conference championships are on the line, seeding, uh, you know, positioning is on the line. Teams looking to to pick up wins to improve their chances at getting a better seed. Uh, so make sure you check out the scoreboard pages, the scores pages of wissports.net uh, with uh, you know what you're looking for, your favorite team, where they're at in the standings, what their schedule is coming up, uh, box scores and stats leaders and all that good stuff. But for today, again, our our uh, our big uh, deal is an interview with Jen Wellnitz, the head coach at Argyle Pecatonica. They're off to a great start this season. Let's get right into that interview coming up with Coach Wellnitz. All right, as we continue our talks about the uh, ongoing basketball season and a girls' basketball season that is coming to a, a conclusion very soon in terms of the regular season, we're excited to bring on our next guest, a, a former standout in the state of Wisconsin as a high school player, a former standout at UW-Green Bay, and now a very successful coach at argyle Pacatonica. Jen Wellnitz, joins us on the WSN podcast. Coach, appreciate you joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Well, let's uh, let's go back in time a little bit, and let's talk about your time as a high school player in Wisconsin, where you were a multi-time All-State selection at Blackhawk High School. Uh, one, uh, how many how many state championships did you win in high school? I can't remember. Oh,
1: I wish we would have won some, but we made it. We were ranked one all my freshman year, and we ended up losing to uh, Wausau Newman um, in the first round at state.
0: Gotcha. But outside gotcha. of that.
1: And that's the only year we made it.
0: Okay. Uh, very successful high school career. As you look back, uh, and it's been a little bit now, but as you look back at your high school career, what kind of memories do you have? What kind of things do you take away from your time playing high school basketball in Wisconsin?
1: Oh, you know, high school basketball is awesome just for the sake that I always tell my kids this. Um, you're at a time in your life where you have, like, no responsibilities. You know, your parents are paying for everything. All you have to do is go to school and play sports. And so there's no time like it's so, the, um, and I always tell these kids too, uh, when you're done with everything, if you continue to play college or if you don't, you know, I said, there's not a lot of chances to play women's basketball, like outside of once high school's done. So I always tried to cherish, um, every minute of that high school season. It was just really fun. You know, you're playing with kids that you grew up with, um, especially a small town like South Wayne because they played at Blackhawk. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, Blackhawk had a great showing for fans and everything. So it was just a really fun time and I just live for game day.
0: So after a stellar career at Blackhawk, you went on to a very good uh, career at UW-Green Bay. Uh, what what went into your decision to to go to Green Bay? What were some of the options, uh, other options that you had at that time? And just maybe reminisce about your time with the Phoenix.
1: Yeah. So um, in high school, I was getting recruited pretty well. Um, I had an offer from Drake. I had a lot of interest in Marquette, um, Green Bay. What ultimately made me choose Green Bay is I went to watch them play Wisconsin one year And the atmosphere was absolutely electric, and they had a ton of fans. And I knew I, you know, I come from a big family; I'm one of nine children. I wanted to be close enough to home where my family could see my games. That was something that was really important to me. So I wanted to stay within a five hour radius. And I always say Green Bay; it's almost like they planted like deer and turkeys. Like I like to hunt and stuff like that. And I pull up to campus; it's in the middle of a woods. There was deer. There was turkey. Like I said, there was a ton of fans. The players that I met were awesome. I love the coaching staff. Um, so it just had a really homey feel at Green Bay. Um, so I, I just knew that that was going to be a great fit. I took visits other places, and um, nothing gave me that feel that Green Bay gave me. So that ultimately made my decision.
0: So you had a outstanding high school career, an outstanding college career, Along the way, did you plan on getting into coaching or coaching at the high school level? How did this path <laughs> come about that that now you're in your third year at argyle Pacatonica with a team that's ranked second in the state?
1: Yeah, I, so coaching was never really something I considered, I guess. I am a gamer. I like the game. I like to play the game. Um, and so halfway through my senior year at Green Bay, I, went, I got a steal, and I went up for a layup, and I got undercut on that layup, and I came down on my knee, and I tore off all the cartilage under my kneecap, and my team doctor told me, you know, that's a career-ending injury. Like, I know you want to play overseas um, and all that, but, you know, it's not going to be likely. And so I tried a couple different things. Um, I tried a surgery. I tried a couple ablations for that knee, and ultimately my doctor basically said, listen, you can either choose to play you know, like your bar league, volleyball and, you know, stuff like that and play with your kids or you can go overseas and trash your knee and you need a knee replacement by time you're you know, in your thirties. So that made it pretty simple for me. And then I got offered a coaching um, position with um, Wisconsin Academy, actually, um, who I had played AAU for. And so that was my first taste at coaching. And I, I truly didn't think I would care for it just because I'm one. I like, like I said, I like to play. I'm not, I feel like I can analyze the game very well. I pick up on offenses, defenses, the drop of a dime. Um, But I didn't want to teach it. I just wanted to do it. (laughs) So that experience at the academy kind of opened up my eyes to it. And then um, I got a call later that year. Um, Darlington needed an interim head coach um, because their coach had to step away for a little bit. And so I did that. And, you know, I started to really like it. And then the next year I didn't decide to interview at Darlington um I kind of wanted to just keep my options open and I got offered a eighth grade boys job at Warren Illinois and so I wanted it for the sake I was like I don't know if I want to coach boys or girls because I I'm a yeller I always say I'm the Bob Knight of girls high school basketball (laughs) so um yeah so I tried boys and I wasn't sure you know I liked it for the sake I could yell at them a little bit and it's a faster paced game. I like the fast paced game. Um, but then the real test came that next year I got offered the boys varsity job at Warren. But then I also got a text the night that I was either going to accept or decline. I got a text saying, our guy looking for a new coach for the basketball team over there for the girls. And, uh, so it made me do some thinking and it, it made me realize my hearts with girls basketball. Um, So I ended up taking that job. And, you know, at the time I thought I'd have a chance to coach my sisters. Then my family lives 10 minutes from South Wayne, 10 minutes from Argyle, we're literally right in the middle. And so, you know, I asked my sisters, I was like, I'm going to go coach Argyle. If you want to move, go ahead. If you don't want to, you're not going to hurt my feelings. And I had two sisters, my two youngest ones, Um, my sister, Brooke, who's a freshman for me right now. And then I have a sister, Jay who's in sixth grade those two decided to come over to argyle but the older two they had friends established and everything they wanted to stay at black hawk and um and i said that's totally fine i didn't want to give them any pressure for that um but that that is something that's really important to me um i like to be able to watch them play and help them develop so the for the fact that i would be able to coach a sister um or sisters for that matter really made that decision easy for me to stick with girls basketball and i'm really glad i did because um being a high school girl, basketball coach is hard in some aspects. <laughs> I'm sure most coaches can agree with me, but it's still rewarding um, just seeing the kids um, just excel and, you know, kind of like fall in love with the game all over again. So I love that part of it. And if I can't be playing, at least I can still be involved in this
0: aspect. Well, as you have come up through the ranks, as you played high school, as you played AAU, as as you played college, uh, what were some of the influential people that you have kind of leaned on or, you know, hearken back to in terms of messages or styles or how to, how to be a coach that, that have, you know, helped you in this transition to being a head high school coach?
1: Yeah. Um, so with basketball in general, it first started with like, you know, I loved Allen Iverson. <laughs> I loved his style. I just liked his demeanor, all that. And so that kind of, you know, I always liked that. And then there was a girl at Black Hawk High School, Kelly Halverson, who had a really good career. I was obsessed with like, I, I wanted to be Kelly Halverson so bad. And um, and so then that kind of like made me like kind of feel like who I am. then I wanted to have that same influence on younger people. But then when I got to like college and I needed to start like leaning on somebody, um, Reggie Williams was my AAU coach. He is an assistant at Verona right now on the boys side. Um, I loved his style. He is like a brutally honest, not afraid to hurt your feelings type guy. And I love that. Um, that transcended really well with me and, um, I like his style. Actually, I run his two-two-one press to this day. I run it with my AU team. I run it with my high school team. Um, so I would say I play the most style now, or like coach the most style, like Reggie Williams. Um, and then Coach Borseth, Um, He kind of opened my eyes to, you know, he's a very very um, family oriented guy, and he I feel has a good gauge on like just like reading kids. In the sake where I go back to my freshman year. I was a red shirt. I had shoulder surgery. Like, I was homesick. And he called me into his office one day and he was like, how you doing? I was like, oh, I'm good. And he's like, you miss home? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to let you guys go home for the weekend. Like, no practice or or something like that today. And I just, like, that to me just showed, like, that he cared so much about you as an individual, even more than just, you know, a basketball player. And so that's something that um, really carried over with me. And so I really try to think of, the kids as people, obviously, first and then basketball players second, like um because you can either make or break a high school kid's career. You know, these kids are either going to love you or they're going to hate you. um And so I try to hope that I get most of them to be on that. They love me side. But, you know, you have a few and that's just something you got to learn to work with, too. um And then when I have any sort of coaching questions like problems like that or, you know, a style type thing, um my assistant coach at Green Bay, Sarah Bronk. I swear I call her constantly. <laughs> I always have questions um, or just like ideas to bounce off her. Like, and she tells me how I can improve as a coach and all that as well. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, for like my style, like I said, I steal um, Reggie Williams' defense and that, well, Reggie Williams presses, Green Bay's defense, and then offense. I'm actually, I steal a lot of stuff from overseas men's basketball some about overseas men's basketball, they know how to run some sets and I don't think they care as much about defense over there. So they're very offensively oriented. And um, so um, I I try to copy a lot of the stuff the overseas people run to an extent. And I should say that I, uh, I'm notorious for stealing at least one thing from every team we play. Um, Every team I feel like has that one thing that they love to run And it seems to work for them. So I think if it'll work for them, it'll work for me. So my team has, oh gosh, my assistant coaches get so annoyed with me. (laughs) I have so many plays. We run so many different sets, plays, stuff like that. Like I have to be one of the hardest coaches in the state to scout because I never run the same thing. I have a few things that are, you know, like a fallback base offense, but I put in new plays every week. I bet you if I counted, we have over... Probably 60 just man offensive sets, plays, stuff like that. And then zone we have a ton. We run a ton of um slobs, mainly or more blobs than slobs. But yeah, my I'm thankful to have such a smart team because I'm throwing a lot at these girls. <laughs> I'm trying to treat them more like a division one basketball team than a division five high school girls basketball team. And it seems to be working for us so far. So hopefully I can get carrying over and through playoffs.
0: Working so far, seventeen and one uh, so far this season. Uh, funny you should mention Reggie Williams. I just saw uh, Coach Williams last weekend. He was coaching his uh, daughter's, I think it was seventh grade oh. girls' team for uh, for Madison East. I, I refed a couple of his games here in Reedsburg, so got a chance oh, to see that. him. Yeah, friend friend of the program. He was uh, a good friend of ours when we were. Uh, we had an office over by Madison LaFollette for many, many years, and Coach Williams was great to work with. He worked at some of our showcase events, so a uh, good friend of the program, Coach Williams, over there as well. Oh, exactly. Uh, con- I, w-
1: I love him so much. He's so great.
0: We're continuing our conversation with Jen Wellnitz, the head coach at Argyle Pecatonica. Let's uh, take another chance to remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at WisconsinDOT.gov. Well, you mentioned that uh, you have your younger sister, Brooke, that's playing for you on varsity as a freshman right now. Uh, Your leading scorer is Kylie Butler. I was going to ask you, is uh, uh, Butler and Wellnitz those are a couple of Blackhawk names. Is Kylie related to the the Butler's uh, Bailey uh, that that played at at Blackhawk back in the day?
1: Yeah, she is. She is the youngest Butler sister. So it's funny. I grew up with Seth and Heath, the brothers. And then Paige played with um, my sisters, like Aaron, Kim, and Melissa back on those like state teams. And then, yep, then Hannah and Bailey. And now uh, Kylie is the last one.
0: So very young team. Uh, Kylie is a sophomore. Brooke is a freshman. uh, You know, a lot of a lot of youth on on your roster. What kind of challenges does that present, especially for, uh, you know, a younger coach and uh, a team that's very successful, though? What you know, what kind of challenges does that youth pre- uh, present for you guys?
1: I don't see it as a challenge. I actually look at it as an opportunity, you know, and I'm not just like saying that. But for real, like those two do not play like they're freshmen and sophomores in high school. Um, I've actually gotten compliments from other coaches in the conference saying like they play like fifth year seniors, you know, and they're just so. They're composed, you know, those two both play for um Wisconsin Purple Aces AAU team, which was my team, and now it's not, now it's actually Reggie Williams team. Um, but uh so you know, at AAU they see so much competition and like you're playing some of the best girls in the country. And so when they come back to play, you know, division five girls basketball, the talent's not what it is at AAU. So, you know, they have all that pressure in the summer, I feel. And, you know, they've been playing for, I think, two years now. And with that, you know, almost like a uh, a level of maturity, I feel, because they've got to be able to perform in front of college coaches. Like, you're talking, you know, a scholarship on the line. If you play bad they're here, if you play bad, you know, hopefully you still get a win. And, you know, there's not as much to lose, I feel, at stake, because you're not playing in front of these coaches. The pressure is not there. Um, So I think it's, it's really matured them in that aspect. Um, Those two are two of our three captains. Um, They do a great job. And like I said, I don't like, I I do not like those two sitting on the bench (laughs) because they do like offer a level of maturity for us. That is great. They're just so confident in what they do.
0: It has been uh, quite a turnaround for your program the last few years, including last year when uh, you went two and twenty-three again this year, sitting at um uh 17 and one heading into uh play this week. You know, what is what has accounted for that that quick turnaround that you've been able to make? Is it an influx in, in that young talent and just kind of coming together, or what have what have you been able to do, especially in a league, the Six Rivers East, where you have uh, an Albany or an Alban, uh, Albany Monticello team that was top five. You have a Blackhawk team that's historically very good, a Barneveld team that's historically very good. What has allowed you guys to ascend so quickly?
1: Um, so, actually, we didn't return very many girls from last year at all. I think we have one returner from that last year's team, like total. Um, and then we co opt with Peck this year. Um, and those Peck girls, they're they're a bunch of dogs, you know, like they come out and they play hard. And I always say the peck side offers like a track component for us. Those girls are quick. And so they just fell into my scheme really easy. Um, and then, you know, at Argyle, um, we brought in uh, Brooke as a freshman, Avery Steiner. Um, she's the starter for us as well. Um, we brought back Alexis Rosensteel. Um, Then I have a foreign exchange student as well. And then Kylie Butler um, came from Darlington this past year. Um, she transferred in and so I mean the girls just mesh you know there was a little concern early in the season I'm not gonna lie that they wouldn't get along kind of rival schools but I tell you what from day one these girls they are the goofiest just like funniest yet competitive girls I've ever met and they're just a blast to coach they all gelled super nice and um we're all fast. That's another thing. Like we're so fast. So, you know, we're averaging um, 20.5 steals a game. And I base it on, you know, we're, we're just so fast and like, we're smart. That's, like I said, we have all those offenses, all that. They're just a bunch of smart, athletic, competitive kids. And you can't, you can't ask for much more than that. Like this has been a dream season for me because, and I'm sure other coaches that have had seasons like my last season understand like, that's like the longest season of your life um, when you're losing and you're losing, then you're questioning your coaching and all that. But when you have a bunch of kids that buy into your program and what you're doing and they're listening and all that, like I'm hoping this is a group that completely turns Argyle Peck basketball around and um, gets the youth really excited for it. So yeah, just a great group of kids.
0: Your most recent game was last week at Blackhawk as you went back and got a win over the Warriors. What's that like going back and playing at blackhawk
1: it's weird i will say it's very weird um just because argyle kind of feels like home now in a way and so you almost feel like an outsider walking into blackhawk now but don't get me wrong all the fans are really great to me still and all that and um you know my sister Haley is a junior at blackhawk so that makes it fun there's a little family rivalry there Um, um Brooke and Haley both jump versus each other. Haley blocked Brooke at one point in the game. So, like, it just makes it fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I have no bad blood with the Blackhawk girls basketball program. Um, Me and Coach Herbst text quite often just about different things. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just different walking in because, you know, back in the day when you're in high school, you feel like you own the school. And then you come in and now it's just like, oh, I feel like a guest. Very goofy, but I'm glad that Argyle kind of feels like that home for me. Although I'm glad that I found that place.
0: Um, One of the, the things that we have discussed for, for a while now, and I want to get your thoughts on it as a, uh, a coach, as a former player, as a high level player uh, is some declining participation that we have seen in girls basketball over, you know, the last uh, decade or, or more, but, but really seems to be accelerating recently. Um, any thoughts on, on that? What are your numbers like in your program and, and just thoughts on, you know, that situation, anything that, that can be done from a local level, from a state level to address declining participation in girls' basketball?
1: That is a fantastic question. My numbers are terrible. I mean, we're two schools co-op and we have 11 total in the program. We don't even have a JV. We tried it for like four games and we finally put a kibosh on it because we had four varsity starters playing JV and we were doing well. And I was just like, I'm not risking someone getting hurt. So it stinks because then, you know, a lot of these schools, they're in my same boat where they don't have a JV. And now all of a sudden the kids that don't get to play a lot, they're uninterested. Basketball is a long season. You know, it's a very long season. If you're not getting to play in the games, it stinks. So I try to make like an effort to get all my kids in at these you know, for a couple minutes, every game, unless it's like a down to the wire, like Albany Monticello type game. Um, But it's, it's such a, it's such a hard problem to resolve because you're also competing with AAU volleyball going on right now. Like you go into an AAU volleyball gym, every tall chick in the gym is, is a volleyball player and she's probably not playing basketball. You know, so you're already competing with that, and then basketball for one, like I said, it's a long season. Two, it's a hard sport. There's a lot of contact involved. Um, It, it can be mentally draining, stuff like that. And I think that kids are just—I hate to say it—but just not as motivated as back in the day. And I—I I don't mean that as a shot, but in a way, I look at—I look at Blackhawk, for example. Okay, um, we always had great basketball numbers when I played, but the majority of us were farm kids. And so these farm kids, it was like, you're going to play a sport because if you're not, you're going to be at home feeding calves or doing something on the farm. That was at least how it went at my house. Um, and now, you know, look what kids do. They either, you know, the economy sucks too, so that doesn't help. So they're either working, you know, because they know they're going to college and they need to save up money. Or two, they're sitting at home, playing on their phones on the internet. But, you know, who, who, who doesn't? I'm just as guilty for it. But at the same time, it's like I I also think that there's been like a shift in how we handle kids. I think a lot of the time now everyone wants everything handed to them like, oh, I should get to play. I'm a senior. I should get to play. I'm a junior. You know, in my case, it's like I'm starting four freshmen and sophomores. I don't have a single junior on my roster, but I have, you know, I have three seniors that don't start. And that for them could suck. And I could have asked them to play JV. And I'm sure they would have, but, you know, but I didn't want to do that to them just for the sake where it's like, oh, you know, I'm already a senior, not starting to a freshman, but I just think, like I said, I think everything anymore for kids is like very much a hand Like, oh, if I'm not going to get to play a lot of minutes, I'm not going to come because that's a lot of my time and a lot of my effort. And I hope that can change. And I don't have an answer for you how you can get kids to come out. I think you just got to, like at Argyle Peck. I'm hoping that this season is the answer for my program. Kids see that we're super successful and they get excited about it, you know, and it's like, Oh, I want to be a part of something like that, but not everyone in the state can be successful. You know, you're going to have your winners. You're going to have your losers. And I mean, you just got to show that interest. Like I do a lot of basketball training um, more so in the past. Um, And it would just, you know, I am trying to keep kids excited about girls basketball, but you're going to see a lot more co-ops and possibly tri-ops, you know, just because numbers are bad. <laughs> I don't know if you shorten up the season to make it more attractive. Um, I sure hope not. Cause I'm, I'm having a great time. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't have an answer for you.
0: Well, it's something that we uh, we have talked about for a while. We are, uh, you know, continuing to encourage those conversations at uh, at the the different levels, the local level, the state level, through the coaches association, through the WIAA, there are many people that are concerned about it and in continuing to look into and study that, uh, so that hopefully we can get things turned around. Where, as you said, uh, you know numbers improve, that the uh, the teams are able to offer multiple levels of of basketball, whether it's a, a JV level at the smaller schools or larger schools that are having a co op or perhaps you know only to offer one or two levels. So something we'll continue on Um, coach. You got, uh, you got a game coming up this week, uh, uh, later this week, or excuse me, not, not until next week. uh, Now yeah, we have a gap. Yeah. And then uh, a big one on the road, Albany Monticello on February 6th is really kind of that spotlight game uh, to close the season out here. You know, thoughts on that one. You were able to uh, get a win over Albany Monticello the first time around a competitive game you know, what's it going to take this time around to get another one and secure that conference championship?
1: Yeah, so this time I think it'll look a little different for the sake that well, hopefully we have Avery Steiner back. She was ill our first time through, so we were playing without her. So we actually only played six deep that night. Um, and so to have that one extra body, that'll be really really nice for us. Um, give some girls a little bit of a breather because we play, you know, the full full game, full court press. We're going hard, and Albany you know, Derek Dasher is so smart. He's just such a smart guy. And he's not, he's not gonna, I'm sure he's still watching film trying to figure out what their their scheme is. And I'm trying to do the same with him because I know he's not gonna let the same thing fly. So it's almost like I almost kind of got to get into Derek's head to see like what I think he's gonna do. And he's got to get into mine to see what I'm gonna do. Um, And it's, it's I saw a thing, Tim Mulkey said it. The other night when she was playing Don Stanley, she said, we're not going to out-coach each other. It's going to come down to what the players do, who makes the baskets, stuff like that, and that's that's very true. I feel like we're pretty similarly matched up. Um, It just stinks that we have this gap right now. We were supposed to play Barnabelle the other night, um, and it got canceled due to the weather, so now we play them the 8th. So we wouldn't have played – you know, we played Blackhawk on the 18th, I think it was – And now we don't play till next Thursday. So I'm trying to keep the girls like interested, but like keep practice fun. Cause nothing's worse than not having a game for a week and a half. We're looking maybe to pick up a game next week. Um, If anybody has a gap in their schedule, hit me up. (laughs) I would love to play another game between then. Um, But I don't know. We just gotta, we just gotta stay hungry. You know, we, Argyle has never won a conference championship. The only thing that we've ever won, was a regional two seasons ago. Um, And so I think the girls walk into the gym and they see that gap in the board and they're like, I want, I want to be a part of that. And so I'm hoping that will keep us hungry enough to hopefully secure a conference championship.
0: Before we let you go, I wanted to ask about the, the co-op as well. Quickly. Um, How is it structured? Is it, are you playing all your games at Argyle? You know, how are practices working uh, you know, what are, what are some of the nuances of the co-op this year?
1: Yeah. So with the co-op it's Argyle's co-op technically. So that's why it's Argyle peck and not peck Argyle like it is in football. Um, so it works out cause Linda Hendrickson, who was the head coach of Peckatonic last year, she is one of my assistants. So after school, the kids get in a school van with Linda and they drive down to Argyle and we practice from four to six and then she'll drive them back um, but we always practice at Argyle, which in a way is nice for me. I live closer Um, but also we have two gyms. So we're never fighting over gym time where Peck only has the one gym. Um, we play every single game at Argyle outside of two. Peck has a senior night and a parents night, I think, type thing. And I think it's versus Judah. I'm pretty sure we're at Peck. And then then there's like a two-game game yeah, between there and then whoever we play next after that will be the next Peck game. Um, and then come playoffs, if, you know, we get a good seed, all those games will be played at Argyle. But, yeah, outside of that, I mean, it stinks for the pet girls that they don't get to play a lot of games at home, but I did think it was important that they played some games at PEC, because why not? They're just as much of the team as we are. Like I said, we have 11 kids in this program, and I'm pretty sure – off the top I had six of them are from Peck. So it's just, you know, it, it, I think it's the least we can do, you know, it's a, it's a team thing. So to be able to share some of that, I think that would be great. Um, but yeah, outside of that, we really don't have any issues, knock on wood, but it's been a, it's been a dream year. It's literally been a dream season. These kids are awesome. Like I said, there's no drama, which in girls basketball is unreal. To hear that, but the kids are just great. I think they've all bought in and they're just like very, very hungry. So we got to keep them hungry. So we got a lot that we want to accomplish yet.
0: A lot to accomplish. 17 and one off to a great start, looking for great things in the playoffs to keep the team hungry. Coach Jen Wellnitz has been our guest on the WSN podcast, head coach uh the girls team at Argyle Pecatonica. Coach, we appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast. Best of luck this year and uh hopefully we'll catch up with you down the road.
1: Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you so much for having me. Great stuff from Coach Wellnuts, And again, always great to see players that we covered, high-level players that are coming back and giving back to the game by being involved in coaching. Uh, we would love to see more of that, especially on the girls' side. We'd love to see more female coaches, uh, more female officials for that matter, female athletic directors um, involved in the uh, high school sports realm. So a uh, big thank you to Coach Wellness for taking some time. As she said, they're on a little bit of a break. They, they've got a couple of weeks off between games with some weather uh, cancellations that they had. But uh, they're they're looking good heading down the home stretch, ranked second in the latest WISports.net Division 5 Girls Basketball Coaches Poll. Well, we're going to move on for today. We've got, uh, again, a lot of action coming up this week, the rest of this week, and this weekend in high school basketball, so make sure if you can, get out and check out a game. If you do, make sure that you help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today's episode of the WISports.net podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.